Ah. Here we go again. Welcome to the chaos theory. My man Wags, uh, a little thrown off right there because uh, obviously these shit stories, they never, the shit never stops on Texas Sports Unfiltered. That is my man at not the fake Wags, at the Wagner Wire on the gram. Uh, Rodney Rodriguez, <laughs> at the Rodney R, at the underscore Rodney R on the gram. Diving into another great morning of um, shit oh. and sports talk. Right I'm here. I'm so done with that. Oh, I'm TSU. <laughs> oh, hey, buddy. everybody. Are we good? Yeah, man. Huh? It, it, My God. Are we back? Are we? I'm sorry. I lost it for, for a second there. <laughs> what? Are you serious? That is, that is that's yeah. outrageous, but also disgusting. Yeah. Well, you know, it was one of those things. I mean, we, it, it seriously I wrote was. A song it, it was... too. Good morning, Sal. Good morning, Rue. Good morning, everybody. Yeah. I wrote a song too, a little jingle for for Bucky, but I I, don't, I can't even follow. I got to do it tomorrow because I can't follow that up. It 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 seriously, it was one of those things. We bought one. It, it was that pool. Oh, this that's was so oh a lot of years ago. I mean, and it was like a deep pool, and you just filled it up with water, and you just kind of sat there. I mean, I, I know they're kind of the rage right now, but. I'm just kind of sitting there, you know, having a cool one. It had it had the cup holders that you could like. And, You're and having I'm, a cool one. She's having a steamer. Seriously, Wax, I, I'm just laying like this, you know, not a lot going on. And I look over, like open one eye, and there it goes. It's the okay. brown, the brown boat floating right just by. Floating, just floating. Well, <laughs> and I left out the other part. You know, it's like you you pick it up, and oh, it's like yeah, no, I got just you. Get out of here, you know. So boop boop. Yeah, I'm just floating yeah, around, man. You know, I wrote a little jingle, man. Around the corner, the shit truck flew. Uh, <laughs> Bucky was there and screams was heard. Bucky got hit by a big fat turd. Yeah, it hit his head. <laughs> you know, got shit all over him, man. You know what we need on this network or on this show? One of the two. We need a Porta John sponsor. Oh. I've got I've got some good friends in Florida that have the cleanest portable shitters you can find. I'm going to call this- that dude. There's nothing like a really good outdoor shitter, like an outdoor porter shitter. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. uh, In in crazy enough, in Iraq and Afghanistan, they got trailers, outdoor Mm -hmm. trailers with just port like air conditioned porcelain. It's a it's probably like one of the coldest places in Afghanistan or or Iraq, man. But of course, it's government provided. Of course. Well, and, and and I'll tell you, Wags, uh, over at the old station that we used to work at, you know, they had their music fest out there in Hutto. Um, there was one year where, where they had those. I, I don't know if you ever went to those things out there, but they had those out there with the trailer and, and with all that. And, and seriously, dude, there was one year I'd been out there all day. I did some remote teching and all this other stuff may have indulged in, in some of those alcoholic beverages. And, and I went in there, dude, to have, to have to go poopy. And I dozed off for like 10 minutes in one of those things. Cause they're roomy. Yeah, they're they're nice. The trailer, they're roomy. Did you go all- in one with the, sh- did you go in one with the shower? My, my contacts are already jacking me up because I'm laughing so damn hard. I <laughs> see, see Rue's got it too. See Rue knows. I mean, that, that's a funny thing. It, it's like girls and that's a whole thing with women. You know, it's like, well, we don't fart. We toot, you know, we don't, we don't shit. We poo. And I'm like, yeah, but y'all drop them big old logs. That looks like shit to me. I don't care <laughs> what the deal is. It's like, okay, all right, whatever. Just whatever dropping logs. That's what we're doing here on the on Chaos Theory, man. Just dropping logs on Texas Sports Unfiltered. Make sure you guys are hitting that subscribe button as well. Of course, you can follow me on Twitter, not the fake wags, like Rodney said. Give Rodney a shout out too at uh 
at the Rodney R. Maybe you can tell him a shit story, man. <laughs> you got pictures of you got nasty, you know, crude pictures or, or just shitty pictures. Go ahead and send them to Rodney over there. <laughs> Girls destroy. You know what, DJ? You're absolutely right. Girls absolutely obliterate bathrooms. I have a a his and a her and her bathroom, basically what it is now. It used to be a his and her bathroom. Um, yeah, my wife has her uh, her flat her flat iron in all of her shit, and then she uses her toothbrush and and makeup and stuff in in my sink. So usually I just end up going over to the other bathroom where you know my kids' bathroom and you know hygiening there. Anyways, man, we had some some good sports on last night. I had to actually turn off a little bit of the Houston Astros and Texas game. Um, my wife wanted to watch below deck, so I had to go use the other TV that's provided by Tom McKay and everything. I mean, there's some nights, man, where you just got to, you know, hit, put the TiVo or put the DVR on record and say, all right, yep. man, I got to, you know, I got to choose my battles here. You know, yep. I'll give, you know, 30 minutes or you know, 90 minutes or whatever. Sometimes that's the thing with below deck. Sometimes one episode turns into four episodes, man. So you can yep. be there for 30 minutes and be like, yeah, you know, I'll I'll acquiesce for for an episode or two, and then all of a sudden, man, well, hold on, one more episode, girl. Don't go to bed yet. You know what I mean? By the end of the night, you're the one that's actually asking her to stay up to watch another yeah. episode or two. So, anyways, man, it was a fun time. I had to go back and watch the end of the uh, the Astros game. It looked like Texas was coming back to actually take this thing down, Rodney. What the hell, man? Yeah, a little, little, little nervous right there at the end, and that's the whole thing with what what the Rangers have been able to do. It's like you never, I mean, you never count them out. But I mean, the whole young thing, man. Okay, so wow. if and I know I don't know if yeah, there's Jake right there. Girls don't poop. Um, so Jake, we no, had they shit. They shit, but they don't admit it. <laughs> oh, sorry. Go ahead. I've, I've never seen my wife poop in Ooh. in our. 20 years of being together i've never i haven't either i haven't either but but i walk in after and i'm like oh yeah oh um, yeah so, so so somehow it's tact it gets tactically done all right it is very tactically strategically calculated to where i don't see it i just get the after it was there. somewhere yeah yeah but anyway um yeah uh jake we were talking about it the other day man young and i was talking to to bk last night too uh if Young does not miss a month or two, there is a really good chance, a really good possibility that he is staring down the trophy for American League Rookie of the Year. Responsible oh, yeah. for four runs last night of the uh, of the Rangers here, you know, single-handedly keeping them into the damn game. Yeah. Um, and that's that's kind of good for the Rangers, right? If if you know most of your run production is is done by one guy, I means bats went to sleep, right? For at least one game. So uh bad news is the explosion from Houston could be, you know, could mean that the bats are actually waking up or that damn road home split is a real thing. Like I've never yeah. I have never seen like I thought for sure that they were gonna get swept. I've real I, I swore no. up and down they were gonna get swept, man. But no, like who wins? Who goes on a road after being buried down, to, you know, two games to nothing, and just goes and acts like it's just a nonchalant regular season? Oh, hey, hey you got you got a beer in there? You got any? You got any big seeds, sunflower seeds? I'd love to have some, man, huh? And then and, just act like a regular game and just turn it on. Who does and, it? No other. And, I've never seen another club like that. 
And and here's here's the thing that I was thinking about this morning, and, and I'm going to take myself as, as an Astros fan out of this. This is just me as a casual observer, you know, that follows sports. I mean, what Houston is doing right here, they're adding to that legacy right there. I mean, we talked about all the 100 lost seasons. You had uh, the influx of that core of, of Correa and Altuve and, and all of those guys that came in and built this thing. You had, obviously, the, the scandal with the cheating. You had all of that, but they have bounced back with Dusty Baker, you know, to, to win. And there's like two or three dudes left, you know, with Verlander coming back. I guess it's three. Yeah, you had a young Bregman, and now you have a veteran Bregman. Now you have a leader. And, and and the other part of this is, Wags, what they're doing right here, this, this shit of going on the road and, and being able to only win road games, that is only adding to what the uh, Astros have, have done in this run. And, and when you talk about, I mean, I, I know a lot of people don't want to hear dynasty and all this, and they may very well lose yeah, this year. Rodney, you, you can, we can say it. It's, we don't have to say it tongue in cheek anymore. The Astros have a dynasty. Like, yeah. how can you, you can't be on the, you can't be. You can't be on the championship part of baseball for five years and not say that you're a damn dynasty. Like, the, you know what I mean? Like, it's okay. Like, I know that you're a, an Astros fan. You're allowed to say that your team has a dynasty, man. It's okay. Well, but the whole thing is, it's just, it's just different phases of this. I mean, and, and, and in my opinion, just with this right here, the ability to go on the road and win in these environments. And I love what, what Jeremy Branham was talking about right there to where it's like, you, you really can't wrap your head around that. And, right. and I like that idea. If you get this thing back to Houston, which I think it's going to, to, to happen, I mean, treat it as a road game. Because, I mean, you know how it is. When when you're at home, I mean, there's a lot of di- – you were just talking about it. I mean, last night – There are, there are a lot of distractions, You needed to go be a husband. And you know that that happens. When you're when on the you're- road, you usually have a routine. You usually have a pretty strict regimen, a lights-out routine. Sometimes you might leave the TV on just a little bit. But usually, man, there's not that many distractions when you're away from home and you can actually – or or – when you are away from home and you're hanging out, you're usually hanging out with your mates or whatever, with your teammates. And then you're, mm-hmm. who knows, probably, you know, game theorying shit or, or, or going over game film. I, I mean, it sounds like a nerd, but I mean, that's what, that's kind of what you do. You sit there and just watch game film. Hey, let's check this out. Or at least that's what I did, man, when I was playing ball. But anyway, dude. And, and it's a great point because when you're at home, I mean, you do feel the need. I mean, when I'm at home, seriously, you know, when I'm sitting here, it's like, okay, there, like on a Sunday, let's say a Sunday, for example, there's in a, like right now, there's, you know, playoff baseball, there's, um, there, there's NASCAR racing, there's NFL, there's all that shit. But me being at home, it's like, you know what? I need to set aside, aside some time here to have some family time. And that's, I really, that's a valid point that I had never, I had not thought of that until they talked about that on the morning show. And that's a, that's a really good point. That's well, a I mean, really good just, point. It's, it's, you know, anytime, anytime you're taken out of your routine, it throws your day off. Right. And, you know, imagine being a ball player, imagine being a top tier ball player, you, you know, you're, you're constantly, you know, having to, to dip out for sometimes up to four to, to 12 games or you're on the road for at least two weeks and then you're coming back. I think the, I think the road break, I mean, I didn't really put too much, uh, you know, too much stock into us, dude, but I think the road break, when you actually go away from home, like when, when teams go out West, you know, Baltimore had a pretty decent record out West. And I was just, I, I, I couldn't explain it at the time. I was just like, man, why are they playing so damn well, you know, this far away from home? Well, and it could just very, very possibly be the distractions. Um, one thing that happened last night, you know, everybody was jazzed up and psyched up about Mad Max coming back and pitching in game three. 
Um, he got tuned up. He got tuned up, man. Um, maybe he came back a little bit too early. Of course, this was a little bit of the reservation that I had for Mad Max getting ready to be rolled out there. I thought maybe that you could stretch it. And, and then, of course, going up against Javier, man, Christian Javier, everybody knows his playoff pedigree, dude. He looked fantastic. And once that, the, once you know, he got shook a little bit. What's Young? Uh, he didn't get touched up. Did Young touch him up twice? I got to go back and look at the box score. Um, yeah, I got him twice. Got got it, so young yep. young got him for four runs right but once he got that second home run off of him you know javier kind of got got the hook and then got him out of the game i thought that's where the rangers were actually going to be able to come back and get this thing going because I, I mean christian javier to get four runs off of him is pretty damn good so apparently young seeing javier pretty damn well or sees the ball coming out of javier's uh hand delivery just a little bit better than the rest of the lineup um i see what jake says simeon in um Simeon and Seager got to get going. Seager's had one off night, I think, so far. Mm-hmm. And it's it's unfortunately it's been in the ALCS. Uh, but yeah, I, I mean, he's been fantastic all up and down, you know, the postseason, dude. I mean, the, the best he's been the best damn hitter in the in the Rangers lineup, if you ask me, for my opinion. So uh, definitely his bat's got to come alive. I think it was just an off night for the Rangers, or I'm hoping it was an off night for the Rangers. If you look at it, the only person that any that got anything done really was Young. So, well, um, Low was good. Low, Low was good last night. He had a couple of hits, and man, I'll tell you, after watching that pregame, you know, with his mom and his brother that plays for Tampa Bay, it's like, man, how can you not cheer for that guy? It's like, man, uh, yeah, I mean, great when he's getting hits. I'm like, man, as much as I don't want to be excited for him uh i mean I, I really like that but i think the other part of this where where houston won this yeah, game this isn't fair this isn't fair he he gave up a walk man yeah <laughs> yeah, yeah 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 it's like will smith came in i was waiting for chris rock to come running out of the stands you know it's like hey wait a minute here what, what's going on here comes will smith but uh, i and that's and that's part of the point that i was going to make right there I, I think the other part of this to where houston won this game twice last night is that they did i mean they, they dug into the bullpen i mean you start with with scherzer i i thought he was actually especially you know being off since september 12th i mean i I thought he was actually pretty good. I mean, he started. He had had some stuff. He didn't look like a hundred, but he didn't look like Mad Max. He looked like Scherzer. He didn't look like Mad Max. Yeah, but but he was. I mean, he was serviceable. I mean, I really think. I mean, he went he went four innings. But uh, I mean, you look at it. You dive in there. You go to the pin five different times right there, and that's if you're Houston because today. I mean, today is imperative. Obviously, if you can even this thing out. I mean, I mean, because what this sets up for you know with Henny, you know on the bump for Texas, which I'm, I'm assuming that's official. I mean, this is kind of a bullpen game for them. And, and that's where it, the Astros, if, if big word, if the bats stay alive, like they were last night, I mean, Altuve and, and I mean, Altuve, how about you finally come alive? You jack one out of the park. Uh, I mean, Jordan Alvarez. And it was, and it was so funny. I was sitting there watching that last night when Alvarez gets hit in the foot and it's like, oh, he's limping around and all that. He sure as hell wasn't limping. Well, they threw his ass out, you know, one time, but, but that, that's not his deal. Hey, but, you believe in a thing called adrenaline? Sometimes adrenaline takes over pain, Rodney. Isn't that crazy? Isn't that crazy the way that works? You got to give some people a little bit of credit. You're on one. Yeah. You know what? You're on the war path. You get one victory in your belt and then you're on the war path here. You think <laughs> you're going to even up the series tonight. 
Uh, I, I really think so. I, I really, I, I really think that that happens tonight, and that's just looking at it from a from a X's and O's standpoint to where this sets up nicely. But because this is where when when we were previewing the series, I mean, obviously coming out at this thing, this is where you know Texas had the advantage. I mean, obviously game one and two, you've got your you've got your aces that are going to come out. Right. Scherzer, you don't know what you're going to get. And again, I, I was impressed with with what you got from him, but now. You're kind of on the on the downhill a little bit, but then you're going to get the game five, and that's where you go back to the game one starters. Yeah, you got to mix it up. Yeah, I mean, talk if if you Monty get, well, and Monty looked fantastic, so it, yeah, it, yeah. I don't expect to see too much of a letdown. Of course, JV, you know what JV is going to bring to the table. JV is probably going to be a light more lights out than he was in the first in in game one. So when when does Young move up in the lineup? You know. I'm curious. That is a great question because, I mean, what Dusty Baker did last night, Dusty Baker went there and shuffled that lineup around. I mean, that was a radical change right there where he moves Uncle Mikey Brantley up into, you know, batting number two. And then he said, How about Brantley making some defensive plays last night, too, man? man, And I got to tell you, you know, I'm sitting there watching that and he did left handed grab. I love what they said on the broadcast where it was was fortunate that he was left handed because it made that grab easier. But when he falls on that shoulder, I'm like, Oh, hell, here we go. He's now done. he's out for another, you know, two months or whatever, out for the rest of the pre or postseason. Yeah, but it's you know with the, with the addition of him, I mean, he has been powerful in the playoffs. I mean, he's been he's been good. And Chaz McCormick batting third, I mean that that was something. And 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 with 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 moving King Tuck down, and and that I'm helped. With Jake here, I'm, I'm with Jake here. Move uh, move Evan Almighty back down, man. I mean, I like he's been able to handle being up in the road or being up in the you know the top of the order here, but. Still, I, I think the, I think the lineup, and and who the hell am I to to question Boach, right? But I mean, I think the lineup was more potent when Carter was down in the mid, in the middle of the order. Yeah, yeah, I, I, I just thought I just thought it brought a little bit more speed or 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 balanced out a little bit more speed in the entire lineup for me when I when I like looking at an offensive team in their pro- productivity. I like it when I like it when you have decent speed like in a two hole and then you have some decent speed around seven, you know, eight. And then if, if you're not missing any speed, you know, at eight, then you got to have a, a speed demon at nine just to turn the line over and flip the line over over to get you back off to that leadoff guy. That's usually, you know, blazing speed. But if you can have extra bonus speed in the two hole, man, that's fantastic. Mm-hmm. Usually your, your mash hitters are three, four and five. We know that. And you probably get a catcher in there, but hey, luckily for you know Baltimore, man, they got a uh, they got a catcher that can run. So and so, well, does, it, so does Philly, man. Philly's got a catcher that can run too. Bro. Well, and speaking it's of catcher, Rudo. speaking of catcher, man, I, I got to give some props to my man Maldi. You, you know, it's like he's older. I mean, 37, 38 years old, whatever well, he is. We'll say wiser. He's wiser, wiser, man. And and he calls a great game. And I've heard oh, I've heard a, a lot of different uh, you know prognosticators where they're sitting there, and it's like you know Martin Maldonado calls great games, but he kind of struggles and all the other. I mean, he scored a run last night. He had two hits. He had two RBIs. I mean, this dude was a catalyst right there. And just it it seriously is to me just. Um, it, so intriguing to, to watch him call the games and like when when they when they have that like when presley comes in at the end i mean i saw it a couple of different times where, where never presley know where it's gonna go there. with presley though that's the thing yeah presley's up on the bump and you know maldi's giving him the things and you you see the no and the yes or, or whatever it um 
I mean, Martin Maldonado, man, that is a um, and, and you watch when the Astros won that uh, won the what was it? No, when they got into the playoffs, you know, Maldi's the one with the champagne glass and it's very it's very cordial. He's like, um, here we go. You know, let's move on. Let's keep doing. Let's keep doing what we're doing. And, and, and <laughs> call him useless. Call him whatever. It's like that Tebow thing. Uh, I mean, the dude produces. I mean, the dude produces. That's that's bottom line. Does Tebow, still get, does Tebow still get you know shade thrown at him? I mean, that, the only thing I've seen Tebow doing is Heisman trophies. He's not why is he? He's not taking abs away from anybody in the minors anymore. Why the hell no, people throwing no. shade at Tebow? Let him go on his tours, give his promotional speeches, his motivational speeches. I mean, let him become the next Tony Robbins. Absolutely, man. He would do that job great. Dude, he would. He would eat that up, man. He would. So would you? Would you walk across those coals? Have you done that with that Tony Robbins thing? Where he has you walk across Let me the ask you a question. Like, so don't don't your doesn't the nerves in your feet kind of take over to where they just go numb or or they're so strong down there, or I guess it's just so like numbing anyways to where you don't feel the hotness? Or wouldn't the hot coals feel like a damn street in Texas anyways in the middle of summer? Have you ever walked walked across yeah. the damn street? Yeah. Yeah, I, I I rarely wear shoes. I mean, I'm barefooted a lot. Um, so it, it's like, yeah. Well, that's I, like always... the kid down the street, too. He used to come over to the house all the time. He, he never had sneakers on, man. Never had tennis mm-hmm. shoes. Never wore any damn thing. Just always had his bare feet. I said, God, you, your feet must be like Fred Flintstone. He, first off, he said, who the hell's Fred Flintstone? He didn't say hell, but he didn't know who Fred Flintstone was. I was just like, look, you know, you got to be all calloused up or whatnot, man. The kid has a pop, 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 pop. What if it's not Fred Flintstone feet? It's Barney Rubble feet. That's for sure. That's for sure. Yeah, it's one of those things. And you know, with with my real estate career that I've had, you know, whatever. It's like you know, obviously there are a lot of folks that are fascinated with Tony Robbins and and great. I mean, whatever motivates you, that that's great. You know, we we all get motivated in different ways. But it's like, I mean, so many of my fellow professionals are like oh and, and it's even more amazing to me with with the females some of the female uh, uh real estate professionals that i know with the most beautiful feet in the world they're like i went and walked across the coals and i'm like why do you want to hurt those beautiful feet here we go so we got to come up with like a some type of shtick on thursday or whatever you know or at least one day during the week where we talk about like lead follows or Number one athletes, top athletes to follow on TikTok and idea. Twitter or all or Instagram, like all socials. We talked a little bit about this last week. We teased it. We got to tease it just a little bit more. We got to come up with a feature, Rodney. Come up with a segment yeah. here to where we can we actually can... put something together, like the top female athletes to follow. Maybe give we... people three follows a week or something like that. Hmm? You, you, you want to call it? You want to call it like? You want to call it like fetish Thursday or something like that? Yeah, you know what we're talking about? That's a little. Feet. That's a little too creepy. <laughs> <laughs> no, I don't want to call it fetish Thursday. What is a? You know, BK's got Buck doing some crazy shit, and I got you, man. Some I like being the chaos here. It's it's, it's a lot better when it's designated that you're the theory and I'm the chaos. Does it not? <laughs> When well, you're the it, when you're the chaos, dude, we have no idea where the hell we're gonna go. We can end uh, up in well, a damn different, you know, 
atmosphere and shit. I think I think that's the beautiful part about it, Wags. Is it? And I've talked to a lot of people, and and thank you all that that are following not only this show but that stay on all day and are and are watching all of this because it it's a lot of people that just love. I mean, what we're doing with the network. I mean, because it it really is. I mean, we're sitting here. I mean, it's we're flying man. off. It's revel. Yeah. It's a revelation, yeah. dude. Yeah, and you know we're saying stuff that yeah, you know we can't talk about this stuff on the on the terrestrial radio or none of that shit. So uh, and and I think that's the beauty of it, and and that's why we need to keep you know growing this thing. I mean, we got past five thousand. You know, we're we're stretching to try to get to ten. I mean, we got more prizes coming too. That's exactly right. This is just real sports talk. I mean, no matter when you tune in, real sports talk and real bullshit from half the time. Uh, hey, let's tell us, let's tell you know everybody that's watching about our friends that actually sponsor the show and make this thing happen. And everybody talks about you know how they can sp- support us and uh, what what they can do to make the show grow. Well, hey, support our sponsors, support the people that Rodney's about to tell you about. Yeah, like Covert BK. I mean that that that's great folks out there. I mean the Covert family since 1909, uh, serving. And when I say serving, uh, I use that word because it's like that. That's exactly what they do. They serve you guys, the public. And, and I mean being a servant is, is what the Covert family they have done for so long. And with the three state of the art dealerships out there in uh, beautiful BK, 42 acres out there, my so gorgeous. Uh, Buicks, GMCs, Cadillacs, Chryslers, uh, the Dodge, the Jeep, and the Ram um go out there uh covert ford and chevrolet and hutto and with the fords and the lincolns in austin um i was actually talking i i actually do some work for gm performance and one of the questions that i get a lot is are we going to get into another inventory crunch with the with the strike you know with the united auto workers and so forth well you, you know that um I don't know what's going to happen with that, but you don't have inventory crunch problems with any of the covert dealerships, especially covert B cave. They have everything in line right there, new or pre-owned. Get yourself out there. Check out covertbcave.com. Check out the weekly specials, all of that. And they'll do that maintenance. They'll do that maintenance. Uh, I did it again yesterday. I opened up the hood on my car to look in there and get leaves out from all these trees and shit I have around here. I'm like, thank goodness. I don't try to change my own oil. Thank goodness I don't have to go in here and do air filter changes, man. I, I ain't doing that. I am not doing that. These cars are way too complicated. If you don't want to jump online, just stop by. Say hello to Dan Covert and all the great folks right there. Since 1909, it is Covert. And remember, nobody beats a Covert deal, and they sure as hell never. It, nobody beats a Covert deal now, and they sure as hell never will. Covert, great family of dealerships. And don't forget, uh, pregame show coming up on Saturday, road mm-hmm. game. Um, so uh, taking on the Cougs. Our boys will have it covered out there at Covert BK. Thank you, Rodney. Appreciate that. Appreciate everybody there at Covert B Caves as well. Appreciate audiovisual consultations. Of course, 512-255-8678. They are the title sponsors for the Wagner Wire, which will be coming back to Texas Sports Unfiltered. Well, I can't say coming back. It'll be, you know, the first commence the commencement of the Wagner Wire for the first time on these airwaves or i should say on these stream waves man texas sports unfiltered from 10 a.m to 12 p.m want to give a big shout out to tom mccain audiovisual consultations for making that happen again 512-255-8678 or avconsultations.com to see the gallery of projects that they've done over the past 35 years since 1988 setting that standard in audiovisual automation take a look behind me besides uh Zidic Kwando, Dave Kwando, there you'll also see the flat screen TVs that Tom McCain Audiovisual Consultations provided for me. The arcade machines, 
that they provided for me as well. It is all possible with avconsultations.com. BK was in here yesterday. He goes, holy crap, man, this is crazy. This is amazing. This is one of the best studios that I've ever seen in my life. Call audiovisual consultations to make it happen for you. 512-255-8678. That's avconsultations.com. All right, my guy, let's get into it. Um, you know, we'll, we'll talk about the offense here in just a little bit, but I also, you know, want to talk about how the Texas defense can improve. Sarkeesian, you know, we heard a little bit of sound from Sarkeesian yesterday on what they can do to get better and how they can fix the offense and how they can, you know, fix a two minute defense as well. But we also need to uh, hear about the entire, uh, like the defense in its entirety, not just, you know, the slip ups that they, they, they have with a, a two minute tempo or a high tempo offense, man. We got to hear from Sarkeesian on how they need to address all the deficiencies with their offense or with their defense and where they can improve. I think defensively, you know, we, we've played really good football on the defensive side of the ball. Um, but naturally, as I, as I look at our, uh, ourselves defensively, an area where I know we can improve is we've got to take the ball off of people more. And we've got to attempt to take the ball off of people more. You know, we, um, we've created some interceptions, but we really haven't knocked the ball off of people and created turnovers. And I know we're more than capable of doing it, but sometimes it's like anything. Things can get lost throughout the season, and we're trying to defend the run and defend the pass and all the different things. But we have got to continually, as a staff, emphasize getting the ball off of our opponents. Um, so that, that for sure is something there. Uh, I love the fact that we're – we're attacking the kicking game the way that we are uh, on special teams. And, you know, we, we blocked a punt last week. I really think we should have blocked the second one. We just kind of slipped and our angle got off. We've been really close on the field goal game of blocking kicks there. So um, I, I like that. But, man, I think we can be even more effective on special teams. And so that's like anything. We're constantly trying to push our guys. But to push our players, we have to push our staff, right? Our staff's got to keep working towards those things as well. So all in all, um, I'm pleased uh, with where we're at at this point um, in all three phases. But also know we can be better. And and that's our job then to motivate the guys to continue to improve now in the second half of the season. Rodney, first thoughts on what he said there? Sounds like uh, you need to get better on tackling. Uh, you know, we were talking about that yesterday. I mean, that that's a long description about, um, yeah, t- tackle, jar the bar, lo- uh, jar the bar, jar the ball loose, and um, make some turnovers happen. And, we'll and I mean, here. I love. I, I love the conversation right there, but that, that that's kind of what it comes down to me. Now, when he said this a couple of days ago, like it, the thing that stood out to me was he's got to create more turnovers, you know, creating fumbles, right. And, and, you know, knocking mm-hmm. the ball out and, and getting on the ball and getting dirty with it. Here's the thing though, the tackling I thought up until two Saturdays ago has been so exceptional, has been on a championship yeah. level. And I yeah. think that's because they're not going for strips. They're not trying to go for that many strips. They're actually making form tackles and breaking down and putting, you know, helmet on the ball or, you know, helmet on chest or whatnot and making, making sure that the, uh, you know, that the ball carrier is actually going down and not missing too many tackles, man. I think once you start getting, and this is not, it's not a bad thing. I'd, I'd love for them to be more aggressive and going for strips and everything, but that means you got to have more pursuit to the ball, more hat, more eight hat football, as I like to call it, man, more dominating defense to where you just have so much flow going from all the linebackers that are able to, out, to able to scrape. And then you can't be taking any defensive, uh, defensive plays off man you got to have more than just eight people to the ball that way you can be you know start doing strips and start doing whatever you can to try and uh you know get the ball out while the while somebody else is trying to make the tackle when you have someone doing that 
uh, and trying to make the tackle, it's usually not going to go well for you, man. Yeah, it kind of goes down to the whole theory that, that we've talked about, you know, at various points on the show to where, yeah, you know, turnovers and all of that stripping the ball. And yeah, that that's great. But, you know, the whole thing is, I mean, if you get if you get your opponent into the, the second and 10, the second and nine, all of that stuff, uh, you're creating the sense of urgency right there to where maybe that helps lead to turnovers because that that's going to make the opposition um, maybe force a turnover themselves. Um, you, what, you know, by, by pressing too much, by behind the chains or whatever, they yeah. got to make them, you know, yes. and, and, and I, think that, I think that's a big thing right there is if you're aggressive, if you're aggressive, uh, right out of the box, uh, just, just don't, don't, don't give them anything. Don't fall back in the zones. Don't do all of these different things. And, and I really think wags that, that with this linebacking core that, that Texas has, I mean, I, I know, um, you know, that we're talking about Donovan Smith and, and all of these different things with Houston. I think if you can pressure um, and attack the running game right here, you, you are going to force some turnovers um, if, if you get after him quick. If you well, get after him quick. Let's talk about Donovan Smith because not only is this guy, you know, one of the better throwers in the Big 12, he's also the third leading rusher on this team. And, it, you know, it's not by too many yards either. It's, you know, maybe 40, maybe 30 yards. I got to check on Jenkins' yeah. carries yeah. here. Yeah, it's like 40, 42 to 196. Like 40, yeah. yeah, maybe like 48 yards total, you know, that he's trailing Jenkins in, in rushing yards. So this is a dynamic threat of a quarterback here, dual threat. He can get after it on the ground and he can spin it through the air. So it's going to be one one tough feat. Of course, they've been able to see what he was able to do with Texas, you know, at Texas Tech. Tech yeah. So um, tough feat, man. It's going to be. It, we've seen dual threat quarterbacks before so far in the year. I expect to see a spy. You know that. You know we talked about it. I think. Uh, I think Jake even mentioned it uh, yesterday as well. Probably going to see a lot of Hill spy. Oh, and. Uh, you know, on Smith, like we like we saw, you know, his assignment on Milrow there against Alabama. That's at least that's what I'm seeing. Yeah, I, I think you start out that way, but but I really think, um, you know, with with the capability of this defense, I mean, I, I don't think that that's something that 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 you're going to have to continually do. Um, you know, the other part of that is that they are they are good through the air. I mean, but, but I mean, that, that comes down to, I mean, what's your pressure going to be? I mean, what are you going to bring right there when we're talking about linebackers and then, uh, you know, off of the edge right there, if you start pushing off of the edge right there, I, I think that, that, uh, you know, that, that's, that's something right there that, that, that can really, uh, you know, if they can't establish a run, then they decide to go to the running game. I know with Brown and, and all these different guys that, 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 that seem to be pretty capable of, of establishing, you know, that, that passing game, you shut that down, but you, you do it quick. You do it quick. Women's feet. Uh, well, yeah. Women's feet. Yeah. Did you see that thing that I threw up there by Cooter? Sorry. I, that Tony Robbins thing. I mean, that, that, that burns the bottom of your feet right there. That's, that's hot. That's hot. What? I think I got compared to Rex Robbins too. My goodness. No, right. Rex Ryan. Do you know who Rex Ryan is? No, I'm sorry. I'm, I'm thinking yeah. of Tony Robbins. <laughs> All right, man. So quarterback, I would not be surprised if Smith outduels Quentin years here. Uh, we talked about how, you know, I gave my my quarterback rankings of where I think yours is. Uh, Quinn, Quinn's played fantastic. Uh, but imagine what Smith would be able to do. What I've, I've never seen yours go on the run that I saw Smith go on the run two weeks ago, which scares the living hell out of me because 
I I think that this is a championship caliber defense. I just know where we have vulnerabilities at. And I think we got exposed two weeks ago a little bit with a high-tempo offense. Mm-hmm. And what I know Holgerson likes to do is go high-tempo and he likes to go fast. He likes to, work middle, he likes to work the middle of the field. He likes to tear you up and carve you uh, where there's holes at, where there's natural holes at, right? And usually those natural holes fall right behind the nose zone, right behind the linebackers inside of the safeties. And how that usually opens up is you get – you get threats on your outside. It draws the defense out a little bit, and then you have a mobile a mobile quarterback that can carve up the middle like Smith can. Could be very dangerous for the Longhorns here. And then you get Jenkins maybe get, get behind the mm-hmm. linebackers and then sitting there in the no zone as well. Some holes are going to be exposed, man. They will be vulnerable for sure. I'm thinking that this linebacking core, as fast as they are and as agile as at, at that they are, they can stick with this uh stick with this dynamic quarterback though man it will be one hell of a feat that's for sure i don't think i talked about it yesterday i don't think it's going to be a three score performance man maybe 10 points maybe 14 points yeah yeah i'm still in that 13 to 10 to 13 point uh deal there you know we 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 did talk about that yesterday to where hogerson and that staff they're going to go back and watch that film and and they're going to try to duplicate that up tempo as much as possible with the athletes that they have and i mean they do have a way to stretch a field out and 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 you know with donovan smith being able to do what he does i mean it is kind of that multi-threat right there as to what they may or may not be able to do but i love that conversation they were talking about uh there on the morning show just uh just a bit ago to where it's like this game is is seriously so important to to houston because i mean if you keep this close like we're talking about you know three point spread or three uh, touchdown spreads and all of this i mean if you keep this close if you if you stay with this Texas team. I mean, for, for the recruits that are going to be in Houston this weekend yeah. and, and, and being, being able to attract some of that because it's Texas got meaning, yeah. when yeah. you show that you can play with the boys, when you show that you can play with a top 10 team or that's right. That's I right. mean, I'll still, I'll still say Texas is a top five. I mean, I know that sure. they're ranked eight. Sure. I, I know that they're ranked eight, but I, I got them right behind. Uh, I got them right behind Florida state. I really do, man. I mean, I, look, there's, there's some studs in the sec and we'll, we're going to see, you know, that old adage, man, the cream rises to the top. We'll see how it plays out here in the, in the next month, man. But Texas is going to be right with all the, all the big stalwarts. That's for sure. We're, oh, yeah. Yeah. We ain't yeah. taking a step back by any means. But I, I like the fact for Houston, you know, when it comes to the recruiting side of who's going to be in Houston this weekend, I, I mean, it, it's a very finite amount of, you know, the four, four and a half, five stars that, that, that get the opportunity to go to Texas. So, you know, and, and that's the thing we've watched. I mean, West Virginia's done it well in the past. Holgerson, I mean, they've done it well in the past. Where you, in Kansas State, where you find the three, maybe a four-star, you load your roster up with that, and this is this is huge for Houston, in, in my opinion, dude. That's just it, too. Like, you know, everybody gets – we say everybody gets up for Texas for a reason. This is part of the reason, Rodney. It's, yes. it's because you're yes. showcased, right? You're going up yes. against – Oh, you, you know, one of the biggest blue bloods in all of college sports, right? When you get when you get game film of you doing something spectacular against Texas or against a team of of the caliber of Texas, it radiates, man. It it, it goes, you know, decades, you know, in in the in football eternity, right? It's going to be showcased forever, man, on on game film. Um, so and it also gives you, you know, gives scouts, you know, tremendous stuff for you to, to or tremendous things to look at for you. So. I, yep. I don't know. It all bodes well for you. That's why I think everybody gets up for Texas, or at least that's another reason why I think everybody gets up for Texas, well, man. It's everybody's it, Super Bowl, dude. It's everybody's it, Super Bowl. And Wags, I really do think kind of back to the point right there about about with recruits and all that. I mean, think about this. I mean, if 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 
the recruits are impressed enough to go to Houston. And whether it be if I were them, I'd have wore them Euler outfits. Yeah, I mean, make it make it look great. Ooh, I, I think I, I'd, I'd, I'd have wore those rather than wearing them against who was at UTSA. I think I'd have wore these against Texas. But go, dude, the Houston market, especially now with NIL and all this shit, they eat that up absolutely, dude. That, they that would right absolutely there, eat that up. Yeah, uh, we're, uh, supposed I, have, we're supposed to have Walsh come on and break down a little bit of the lines. Uh, we cannot have him on today. He has got a lot of writing to do. They actually started putting a meeting in for Caesar Sportsbook on Thursdays around 1030. So we're going to have to find another spot uh, when Al Walsh can come on. Usually we have him on Wednesdays, but we kind of, uh, or excuse me, usually we have him on Thursdays, but we kind of tried to to work something out when within when this week on Wednesday because we didn't have a, a guest of the opposition on. So he's um, getting ready for game three. Come on, that's, man. That's you, you know really I know he gave me a little bit of an excuse about work and everything, but let's just be real. He's probably pre-gaming right now, getting ready for game three because that is coming up tonight. We'll break that down in just a little bit, but we also have Thursday night football, Rodney. You got any no, you it got your pulse going a little bit here, huh? Oh, is there a football game tonight? Come on, uh, man. <laughs> Come on, man. I know game four for you, amigo. But, yeah, there is football on. There's professional football on. No, let me tell you, I, I like this one. Uh, I mean, Jacksonville and, and and New Orleans. I mean, I think this this could be something. This could be something okay right here. Uh, what's I don't have the line. Jackson, does Jacksonville right the ship here? Do they get it going? Uh, they, they might ought to because the Texans are coming. <laughs> the Texans are coming, my man. They might, uh, and, and the same thing for New Orleans. I mean, they need to bounce back, speaking of the Texans. So, you know, we, we were given New Orleans, the AFC South, and or NFC South, and, and, and all of this different stuff, and, and given Jacksonville, the AFC South. But, you know, here we are, you, you know, seven weeks, six weeks into this, seven weeks into this thing, and it's like, okay, all that Yahtzee shit that we had in the cup, we're throwing this out, and here we are in a totally different world right now because, you know, other than the fact that we that we know, you know, the six, seven, eight, you know, premier teams in this league, everything else right now, we man, we've got some battles. We've got some division stuff that's happening, and that's – um uh, this is great. I, this is going to be a fun game tonight. And this, this is, uh, what's it? This is Superdome. So, um, you know, going to be a little raucous over there. Going to be a little crazy. So uh, we'll see uh, how Jacksonville uh, answers the call here to see if they can bounce back. They might have to do it without Trevor Lawrence. He's a game time decision. I know. He's, he's been listed as questionable. He's also been seen as game time decision right now. So uh, it's it's still up on the in the air if he's going to play or not tonight. I'm pretty sure he's going to play if anybody's got him for your fantasy uh fantasy team or whatever i would leave him in there i wouldn't i, I mean still you always got to err on the side of caution when it's a game time decision whenever you see uh gdt in there man just you know usually i, I try and say keep them out and or just make the safe play i think trevor lawrence is going to play i don't see any re he doesn't see any reason why he should be be uh why he should be held out of tonight's matchup going up against New Orleans here. Jacksonville four and two, man. They're looking to stay ahead of the uh of the AFC South here because just like you said, the Texans are for real and the Texans are breathing down their neck, man. They will do everything that they can on Sunday to come back and and make a uh make a race of this thing here in the AFC South, Rodney. Right now the Jaguars are playing fantastic though. I think they got you know an excellent dynamic punch on the ground there with uh with etn and, and bigsby there mm -hmm. and of course what we've talked about with calvin ridley has come to fruition man he's looked fantastic over the young campaign so far i still haven't i, I still think we haven't seen the best football between trevor lawrence and calvin ridley yet i still think that yeah. once that report starts actually popping and smacking 
Tech or uh, Jacksonville is going to be one hell of a ball club. I think so too. I'm just kind of waiting for that to pop, you know, with the addition there of Ridley and and ETN. I mean, it, it really is a nice package that they have right there. But but when you look at the South, you know, talking about Houston, um, and again, obviously this is a Thursday night football conversation. But man, this is setting up nicely for Houston. I mean, because the Colts are sitting there at three and three. But I saw something yesterday. Anthony Richardson is done uh, for for yeah. Indianapolis. He's, I figured that was going to be the case too. I, I, I figured, and I don't. I, honestly, I don't understand why. Indianapolis touted him out so soon and I yeah my honest opinion I think Minshew is better than Richardson I I I, I, I could agree. be blind I could be you know I could be seeing something uh off here but for some reason I just think Minshew from what I've seen out of Minshew he looks a lot better than Richardson sure Richardson is quick he's mobile he can run you know he, he's pretty tough at running the damn ball but um I, from what I've seen in dropback status with just footwork and I'm no Bill Belichick or or uh, Brian or excuse me Brian Billick or or any type of you know QB guru out there or whatnot and Sean McVay or whatever. Um, yeah, I, I just see it, his footwork looks cleaner. His footwork looks better. His drops look more comfortable. He looks more comfortable back there. And I'm speaking about Minshew than Richardson does or Richardson did. So uh, I thought that the play was to go with Minshew until you find somebody better because I don't think Richardson's better than Minshew at the moment. Yeah. And, and you look at it, I totally agree. I mean, if anything, you just go with the, with the poison experience right there, in my opinion. Um, so I, I don't know how much that's going to hurt them or not, but I, I mean, mean, it's noteworthy there that, that he's going to be done, but I mean, but then you look at, look at new Orleans on the other side. I mean, Tampa Bay, I mean, how, how good is Tampa Bay? I mean, they're three and two They look pretty damn good. They do. The Baker led Buccaneers. Can we start calling them the Baker led Buccaneers, please? I, I tell you what, man. It's this is back to the whole Tebow thing and all this other shit. The dude just wins. It may not be the prettiest. He may not have the the, the most great throwing style and all the shit. But the dude. But it's gritty games. Yeah, and and you know with Atlanta, Atlanta's three and three, and you know it's like everybody's carving this division up at the beginning of the season. Oh hell, none of them are worth the shit. Well, you got two of them at five hundred. You got one over 500. Yeah, you got one that ain't worth the shit. But it it um this is big for New Orleans, man. You come out and win this and 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 you know you may lead by two games depending on what happens over the weekend. Yeah, um back to Jacksonville real quick, man, talking about the AFC South. Uh just just the toys and or maybe the balance or the the distribution that Lawrence has had with his toys, right? And when we yeah. talk about toys, we're talking about the wide receivers here. We talked about how good Calvin Ridley's been. Well, yeah, we, we knew that that was going to happen. I didn't know if Kirk would be able to continue the impressive run or the progression that he's had throughout the past couple of seasons, right? I thought maybe with, with Ridley coming over here, he'd kind of get lost in, in yeah. all the hype and all the hoopla of Ridley, but it's been great distribution. As a matter of fact, Kirk is is the leading receiver for for Jacksonville so far, and that's why I say like wait until this thing actually pops off with Ridley. Wait until the defense is like, oh well, we can't forget about Christian Kirk. We gotta actually be fair and 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 play it true, right? Play the defense true. We can't if we start dacking or uh, doubling, bracketing up on on uh, Christian Kirk, that's just gonna pop the doors off for 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 Ridley for Calvin Ridley, which I think is a is going to happen. Mm -hmm. And Doug Peterson knows how to run this offense to a T, dude. And it's going to I think I think it actually will come to fruition, Rodney. I think this is going to be one of the most dominant offenses in the NFL at the end of the year. One hundred, dude. Uh, I'm right there with you, and and I, I have always liked Christian Kirk. 
I mean, take the fact out that he played for AM. Yeah, I mean, I don't care about any of that. People this, have flaws. People, unfortunately, we're not all, we don't all have perfect lives, right? So yeah. the agging in him is just a little bit of a blemish, but we can get over that. Yeah. And I think, I think a lot of kind of what you're talking about right there, I think that was kind of the problem that happened to him in Arizona, where him being you know, an agging. So, yeah, not only that, but he, he would kind of get lost in the shuffle, you know, you oh, know, with yeah. everything that, that Arizona had at one time. But I think the move right here and 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 seriously, I mean, for for Trevor Lawrence, I mean, you do, man, you've you've got all these weapons at your disposal. You some, you and tra Travis ETN, I mean, that, that dude is solid. That dude is a yeah, solid ETN, so NFL ETN running sexy back. out of the backfield, too. Right. ETN's kind of like another set. He. I don't know that there's anybody close to Le'Veon Bell anymore. Like, I just don't know if you, we've seen that type of, of yeah. running back, that type of dynamic. Maybe, maybe Bijan Robinson. Bijan yeah. Robinson might be the next closest thing to to a Le'Veon Bell, if not Travis Etienne. Those yeah. two running backs are, I think, are the two closest comps to a Le'Veon Bell. Le'Veon Bell was just so unique, man. Just his patience, the way that he would methodically wait for the hole to open up and then he would just carve you up and then his way that he could go from from zero to 100 in a blink of a, of, of a step exactly just exactly. just the acceleration man of course you know the michigan state spartan one of the best running backs i've seen to do it career ended a little bit wild man you know taking some gambles on yourself there and it didn't pay off but these are the two comp backs that i think have the Le'Veon bell type of mode or model to them and look, yeah. once uh, once ETN gets going there, uh, Jacksonville's just tough to stop. And then once they get in the red zone, man, they can uh, you know if Tank Bigsby can hold on to the ball, they, you know they have a pretty good one-two uh, dynamic punch on the ground there. And then of course Evan Ingram in your tight end spot, being able to you know get you that red zone, you know get you the red zone targets or get you the tough yards inside of the inside of the ten or whatnot. Hey, man, we talk about the Trevor Lawrence's toys; they're fantastic, that's for sure. But on the other side of it. Derek Carr, this is supposed to be, you know, his his return to glory moment. This, besides Devontae Adams, I would say that this is the best toy chest that Derek Carr has also had. I, I agree. Yeah, I mean, I, I do agree, but but you know, it's just it's not happening yet. <laughs> that's you know that that that's kind of the other thing right there is like is like you're waiting for it. Yeah, I mean, it, it takes a little bit to get continuity in there, but it, it's. Uh, you know, they're, they're already they're already knocks on this whole deal with the Saints going to get Derek Carr. I mean, is this is this going to be I mean, is well, this really you think James be Winston's better than Derek Carr right now? You, you think know, uh, I, I you think Taysom Hill, you think boy on a bicycle is better than, than Derek Carr right now? Honestly, think Jameis Winston is, dude. Um, <laughs> Eat him up. Get the W's. That's it. I mean, that's what it all comes down to. You were talking about it the other day with the Cowboys and the Chargers. I mean, I don't give a damn how you win. I mean, whether you win by 40, whether you win by three, two, one, whatever it is, just go out there and get the wins. I mean, you're going to get judged. I mean, all of these quarterbacks, we sit, we sit here and we judge them. It's like, well, you know, they don't seem as efficient. Well, you know, they're three and three. They're in the hunt of the, of the, of the NFC South. And and that's really all that it comes down to. I mean, you just win the damn game, and that's the like what we, this, what we talk about with Texas. Just win the fucking game. I mean, I mean, that's that's really all that counts. Line <laughs> on this, you'd be surprised. New Orleans is actually favored by two mm. against Jacksonville tonight. Of course, they are hosting the Jaguars here, so they will be marching into uh, the Saints' house. So, Rodney, I will leave it to you. Do you have Houston? Or, excuse me. Do you have New Orleans covering? 
you know. It's only two. You know. It's only two. It's wrong no. team favored. We gonna go wrong for it. We team favored. Wrong team favored. WTF. And, wrong and team favored here, baby. Wag, you said it a while ago. Doug Peterson. I mean, and again, I know a lot of folks around here. If you're a Cowboy fan, it's like, man, forget that dude. You know, Philadelphia, whatever. Man. Look what he's done already over here. You know, the first year, you remember when 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 Trevor Lawrence came into the league? Oh, he's a bust. Well, well that wasn't his. That wasn't I, exactly. His, he he got somebody in there to, to get his ass straight, and, and boom, look at that. Turned around that fast. Funny what a good coach will do. Isn't yes, that it does. We talked about that, what coach, what good coaching can actually do. Hey, let's tell people about our friends at Blue Heron before we get That's out. right. That's right. All of that uh, great leather furniture. It is great blue heron furniture. Um, there's actually right here on the um, on the screen right there where you check it out. You can actually hit the tab right there and and check that out. But a, a custom leather uh, furniture company started back in 1991. That's a long time ago, man. Um, as sad as it is to say, that was a long time ago. Hmm. They focus on uh, heavy leathers, hides, and fabrics ranging from traditional Western to modern, uh, modern farmhouses. This stuff is amazing. You take a look at it. Uh, it's the highest quality furniture that you're going to find. I mean, you're not going to find anything more stylish, more comfortable, and most important, well-built. Great Blue Heron Furniture, that link right there in the YouTube video. Uh, click that right there. It takes you to our collection, to the Texas Sports Unfiltered Collection, and use the promo code HOOKEM. Easy to remember, hook them, 15% off of your purchase. If you're looking for furniture that looks amazing and is built to last for decades, not days, not months, not weeks, decades, it is Great Blue Heron Furniture. Check the link right there or call them at 866-247-9688 and thank them for being a part of TSU right here because that's one of our benchmark swags. They were right at the beginning of this, right at the launch, and they are just riding along with us right here, and I love that, man. No uh, crosstalk from Harge today, so we have a little bit of time to chop it up. We, uh, I'll give you my my scoop here. I'm going wrong team favorite as well. I am also taking the under here tonight. Actually, it's Thursday night football. What am I talking about? I'm taking the over. <laughs> taking the over. <laughs> taking the over, man. Stats don't lie. Take the over tonight, gents and ladies. Oh, Take hey. the over. Speaking of ladies, speaking of ladies, have you seen this? Oh my god. You guys seen this? Apparently, she's a tourist. She's not even a real fan. Well, apparently she's a Vikings fan also. That's what I'm saying. She's a tourist. Yeah. 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 Give me a break. Minnesota. You got another tourist somewhere in Minnesota. What the hell? This I lady don't... goes over. It's all of it's all the social media hype bullshit. Now we got fake fandom just so you can get a couple of clicks on your stupid social media account. Oh, look, everybody's trying to be a damn movie star, man. You know what? You know what will serve you better? Go into the gram. Lady, go to the Instagram. Create an Instagram star. There. You know what I mean? Put yourself, get get a couple of balls, you know what I mean? And show your fandom on Instagram. Don't have Wait, to get a couple of balls. Get a couple yeah, of balls. Get a couple of balls, you know, get a couple of balls in there and then put yourself in just a uh you know just a jersey. Matter of fact, back in the day in the, when the Wagner Wire is still a publication, by the way, you can go to the wagonwire.com and see some of the uh some of uh you know the the, the publications that we've put out there throughout yeah. the days, the articles that we've written, the the yeah. classy articles that we've written, uh sweets treats, one of our authors on um on the wagon wire also the guy the cutout behind you just the tip 
he would yeah, he had a segment Zidic had a segment called just a tip as well but what i'm getting to is the uh the previews the thumbnail pictures were real classy i mean usually they were some you know classy girls just in a jersey or whatever Ooh. holding up some balls very risque content just just to get you just to get you to hit that click button we we were looking for impressions but once we got you in there we kept you the writing well, was definitely potent and just top top a literacy buddy top a literacy that's what you call great marketing great <laughs> marketing trust hey, me man i just gotta get you there dude that's all i need once that's, i get you in, once i get you into the party i'm gonna entertain you i just you know what I, in, in the racing the world i don't have the beacon of uh you know of, yeah. of neon light just shining off like vegas does dude yeah by the way in, somebody in the, asked me the other day if i would pick vegas or new york mm -hmm. vegas any day if i had to choose a city to live in if i was single or whatnot yeah. And I had to pick one city between New York or Vegas. It'd be Vegas, oh. and I know that you can get entertainment any you know any time of the hour in New York as well. But nothing's Vegas, baby. Just nothing's well, Vegas. And, and going back to this with that with that individual right there, Miss whatever her name is, it's like I, I saw a lot of people you know beating up the NFL. It's like, what is the NFL doing? I don't think that's the NFL. Um, no, that's her know. just being mad at Taylor Swift. <laughs> you know, Taylor Swift's taking taking my damn you know taking my publicity. Chargers need all the help they can get. I mean, they can't get their own damn fans. I mean, that was a Dallas home game. So you bring you bring that lady in there. That and, is the reason why the Chargers lost, because they have yeah. fake fandom. Yeah. Fake fandom. When yeah, you have, have people touring around trying just to get on TV or trying to get on the Jumbotron because they're diehard, hardcore fans. It didn't whatever. even look real. It didn't even look real. I mean, at least with Taylor Swift, when she's out there jumping up and down and doing all this Yeah, when she's jumping up and down and doing all this. Yeah, yeah. I mean, give me a break. Hey, quick Formula One fact. Quick Formula One fact. You've got that coming up uh, this weekend, United States Grand Prix. Um, Formula One fans in Austin love Daniel Ricardo. He's been out for five weeks. Uh, he was hurt uh, after driving, uh, taken back over. Uh, now with Alpha Tori, he is back behind the wheel this weekend. And that's a dude where you've seen him out in public with a Texas basketball jersey, flashing the hook'em horns and all that. So so the UT Formula One guy is back behind the wheel this weekend at Coda. Right. We are going to turn it over to Mike Harge, hanging with Arge, Hardball Harge here. There's a lot of Harges in that thing right there. We want to thank everybody for watching Chaos Theory. Make sure you guys tune in tomorrow too for uh, Bucky and BK in the morning as well. We'll have Lee Sterling on to get you guys... Um, you know, all the lines that you need for, you know, the Sunday and Saturday game plays and whatnot. And also, man, hey, the Wagner Wire is coming on, so we'll see you guys as well. Hey, we got to get out of here. Later. Later.